Gamecocks Now. It's the ultimate USC sports newsletter. Get inside access to all Carolina sports year-round. Written by Post and Courier reporter David Kloniger, Gamecocks Now includes insights and experience from his over 20 years on the beat. You won't find this from anyone else. Plus, subscribers get access to all Carolina and Clemson sports stories on the Post and Courier's website. Start your two-week free trial today at postandcourier.com slash Gamecocks Now. Hi, this is Gene Sapikov, college sports editor and sports columnist of the Charleston Post and Courier, welcoming you to the latest edition of Countdown to Kickoff, where today we're going to talk with Gamecocks beat reporter David Kloniger about the South Carolina SEC opener in Fayetteville, Arkansas, Saturday morning football at Razorback Stadium, David Gamecocks against Arkansas and a little bit about the Georgia State game. And before we do that, though, I'd like to remind you that David Kloniger has the best, coolest, most informative, insightful and funniest newsletter in college football across the land. And you can get that at postandcourier.com slash Gamecocks now. David, Gamecocks and Hogs. 11 a.m. Central Time, noon in the East, and Fayetteville, Arkansas. And uh, what are your expectations for this SEC opener for South Carolina? Well, Gene, my expectations are to have grits and bacon in the press box uh, for breakfast. They better have that, uh, or else I will be very disappointed because spaghetti at 9 a.m. is a sickening sight. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, you know, I don't know which lottery South Carolina has to win to avoid getting these really tough uh, second games of the season. Last year it was at East Carolina, which at least was a non-conference game. But now you got to start SEC play on the road against a team that won nine games last year. So Arkansas is big, they're strong, they're physical, and they're a team that's really kind of come in from the cold. Um, you know, after the Brett Bielema era ended the way it did and the Chad Morris disaster, you know, Arkansas was kind of licking its wounds for a little bit. But Sam Pittman comes in, to which a lot of the rest of us are saying, you hired an offensive line coach from Georgia to be your no coach? Good luck with that. Well, they've had a lot more than good luck with it. Uh, they're a team that has gotten used to winning. They know how to win. And uh, uh, South Carolina is going to have its hands full on Saturday. David, I'd like to talk about offensive lines. First, let's talk about the Gamecocks. It's a veteran group. These guys have played together at least for you know most of a whole season, almost returning intact. They struggled some against Georgia State, on paper anyway. It's going to get a lot tougher against Arkansas and Georgia. I think people know that. But even beyond there, I'm not sure Georgia State had the best defensive line that South Carolina will be facing week in, week out, throughout the 2022 football season. David Kloniger, your level of concern. Uh, it's, it's definitely concerning, Gene. I mean, I know that the, the uh, I guess the rhetoric – around uh, South Carolina all week has been, hey, it's game one, don't overreact. Weird things happen. I'm like, it's game one in a manner of speaking, but in another manner, it's game 14. Uh, this These linemen have been together for a long time. They played a lot of football together. They have well over 100 combined starts between them. And to see them struggle the way they did against Georgia State, 
is very concerning. Uh, the fact is, is that all five of these guys came back. A couple of them could have gone pro and said, you know, we feel we have unfinished business. Uh, we heard all last year how it was. It's just miscommunication. It's miscommunication that's causing the problems. And they played very well to win three games of their final five games last year. But then they come in against Georgia State. Communication should not be an issue right now, and I don't think it was, but they couldn't get any production. Yes, Georgia State was doing a lot of movement on defense, a lot of twisting around. So all of a sudden before the snap, when you've got an extra guy on your side, you can only block one man. I get that. The problem is, though, is that the offensive line could not block between the tackles. So that shorted out the running game. They could not pass block to set up a long running pass play. So that kind of limited what South Carolina could do with its stretch the field receivers such as Josh Fan. And then uh, Marcus Satterfield wisely said, can't run between tackles, can't call a long pass, let's attack the perimeter. Well, the perimeter blocking was bad. That's not on the line, that's on the receivers and the tight ends. But as a play caller, which again was under scrutiny by a lot of the fans, and me, and I've kind of backed off to it because I thought if you can't run between the tackles, can't call a long pass, and you can't block on the perimeter, what exactly do you do, you know? So I feel bad for Marcus Satterfield because he said, you know, this line has to be better. They have to be able to block and run the football. So it's a very, very large concern going into this game, Gene, because if you can't score, you can't win. And it's really hard to score if you can't get some kind of feasible offense going around. Now, I will put that with an asterisk. You get two special teams touchdowns every week, hey, going to L.A. for the national championship in just a few short months. And David Kloniger has uh, – I think you've nominated Gamecock special team <laughs> coach Pete Lembo for president, which, uh, yeah, it might be a good idea no matter which, which party is in office at this point. But, uh, David, we digress. Let's talk about more Arkansas, South Carolina here on Countdown to kick off the Post and Courier's preview of upcoming – college football action in the Palmetto State. And I, I want to remind you again that David Kloniger's newsletter is, is so cool. And it's uh, you can find that at postoncurio.com slash Gamecocks now. Okay, the other side of the offensive line story in this game. Have you looked at the height and weight of these Arkansas guys? We know that Ricky Stromberg is one of the best centers in the SEC. He, he is solid. He is uh, also 6'4", 315". I'm looking at this right tackle, David. Dalton Wagner, 6'9", 351, or something mm. like that. And all these guys are big boys. And beyond that, and perhaps more importantly, Sam Pittman established himself at Georgia and before that as one of the best teachers of offensive line play in college football, or really at any level of football. And here he is running the blocking schemes of these hogs. I know they have an offensive line coach, but Pittman is – kind of a guru in this field mm -hmm. again your level of concern now with these arkansas blockers against the gamecock front seven well the, the good thing is gene uh, arkansas is not going to surprise south carolina with their offense i mean they know that they're going to run the ball that's what they're good at that's what they're set up to do not that they can't throw it but the fact is they're breaking in a whole lot of new wide receivers this year they seem to have a star in the making in Jaden Hazelwood who transferred in from Oklahoma he had a big game last week and he'll probably be their go-to guy but their other receivers are still kind of like well we'll get them in when we can mostly though they're going to run the ball uh, Raheem Samuels ran for 100 yards last week and KJ Jefferson the quarterback I think he uh, his total was only like 62 yards but he did have a 15-yard touchdown 
touchdown and they ended up beating Cincinnati by a touchdown. So they're, they're fast, they're elusive, they're tough to bring down. As you mentioned, the strength and, and physicality on their offensive line, I mean, that's a whole lot of man to move around no matter who you're going at. And K.J. Jefferson, I mean, it's hard to bring him down if you get him in the backfield. As South Carolina's defenders said this week, we don't have anybody who can really mimic him on the scout team. So what they did was get one of those big cylindrical tackling dummies and just went and practiced on that for a little while instead of trying to actually get a guy back there and run the opposing offense. So it's going to be tough, but they at least know what Arkansas will do. They knew what Georgia State would do. And Georgia State gashed them a little bit early. South Carolina comes up with the big stop on the first drive, keeps them out of the end zone. And then their next, I believe it was three drives, Georgia State had 11 combined yards. So Clayton White's defense knows how to adjust. It knows how to get it back together. And you just have to hope that Arkansas doesn't come out there on its first drive or even first two drives and say, we're going to run it and you can't stop us. I don't think USC's defense will be that bad off, but the fact is that they're going to have to get something going and get it going right away and saying, if you're going to run, we got the answer. So what else are you going to do? If you force uh, Arkansas to get back in that play call, it's like Jefferson's a good passer, but he's not great. And who's he going to throw to? Because I am sure that no matter where Jaden Hazelwood lines up, Cam Smith is going to be opposite him. Yeah, it's interesting. Arkansas has a lot of tall receivers too, David. That's going to be kind of a fascinating matchup at some point at Razorback Stadium on Saturday. We'd be remiss, David Kloniger, if we didn't talk about the quarterback play for the Gamecocks. Spencer Rattler, first time out against Georgia State, a little rusty, two interceptions. One of those was on a tipped pass. You know, he said and was adamant about it when we talked to him after the ball game that, uh, you know, things are going to get better. Uh, it is, you know, his first season in the system. That was his first game in the system, first game with the, you know, his teammates and live bullets flying. What were your first impressions of Mr. Spencer Rattler in Garnet and Black? He can definitely create. Gene, and that's what South Carolina's really needed at that quarterback spot pretty much ever since Connor Shaw uh, left. You know, nothing is Jake Bentley who held that role the longest, but Jake was a pocket passer. You knew that he running was not his strong suit. He could pick up some first downs. He could scramble, but you didn't want to have to depend on it. With Rattler, he can do that. I'm not sure they'll actually call a lot of designed runs for him, but they did do well in doing some designed rollouts last week, which ended up to where he can really get the ball downfield in a hurry. He can make plays, he can extend plays, and he can throw completions even if he's running uh, at full speed and throwing off his back foot, as we saw him do a couple of times last week. And we also did see one really bad interception off of that where he had his check down running five feet in front of him. Take the easy pass, but he went for the home run ball. He went to a receiver in double coverage and never saw the, the safety standing right there for an easy pick. So mistakes happen. It's game one, but the fact is they've got a guy who can really run himself out of trouble. Now, if you want him to run himself out of trouble as constantly as he did, I don't think that they do. They want to make sure it's more controlled. And I actually wrote on this this morning in the paper, uh, the tempo. That it, it really worked well when they got to the line, snapped it, and called it no huddle and wanted to go fast. But they really only ran it for the first two plays of the ball game, and then things started slowing down. And as Marcus Satterfield said, 
we wanted to do it. We just couldn't because of the inconsistency that we had up front. So they've got a lot of uh, issues to solve before this game kicks off. But in terms of quarterback of saying this guy can save a play if it breaks down, no problem there. They've got the talent to go ahead and score points. They've just got to have a little more room, i.e. the blocking, to display it. David Conniger here on Countdown to Kickoff, the Post and Courier's look ahead at the next game for the Gamecocks, which is at Arkansas at noon Eastern time, 11 a.m. Central, by the way, for those of us that will be at Razorback Stadium. And, David, let's talk about that environment there in Fayetteville. Uh, you know, you and I have been going to South Carolina-Arkansas games. We've got some great memories and some not-so-great memories, including an earthquake at, after one of the games. Derek yep. McFadden running for almost 400 yards <laughs> against the Gamecocks. And, and even going back beyond that, you know, Lou Holtz used to complain that those games would be moved to Little Rock, and he didn't like that. Uh, what does the scene in Fayetteville yeah, how does that compare to some of the other SEC environments that you've been in? And then do you think that it's a plus? Sometimes it's said that if you're on the road, you like the the early game in the day. But, you know, this, these Arkansas fans are really excited about Sam Pittman's team. So what about all that? Oh, absolutely, Gene. I mean, they've really done some uh, uh, better renovations to the stadium, kind of keep that sound and close a little more tighter. And, you know, fans love a winner. Fans love their Hawks, and they're going to be out there doing, you know, calling the Hogs, the Who Pig Suey and all that. And it's going to be an intimidating atmosphere. The hope is that South Carolina's got used to the actual feeling of fans in the stands. I mean, nothing against where these guys played high school, but they didn't play in front of the 77,000 that were at williams Bryce Stadium last week or the uh, – I'm not even sure what, what Razorback Stadium holds, but it'll be sold out this week. So yeah, they, they had they had 74,000 plus for Cincinnati last week. There you go. So I mean, it, it's going to be a whole lot of people in there, and they'll all be most of them will be cheering against South Carolina. So it's that I don't know if the intimidation factor of the stadium will actually be that heavy, but the fact is, is that you're going to have to deal with something where the cheers aren't coming for you and you're going to get booed and, you know, people are going to be screaming while you're on offense trying to disrupt you, but that's all part of the game, all part of playing in the SEC. Uh, you know, the times I've been to Arkansas, they're very passionate. They, they love their, their hogs and, and they're going to be packed in there. And uh, it's, it's tough to solve that, you know, I don't know if it's maybe say as uh, the calling the hogs, it's definitely not as deafening as the cowbells at Mississippi state. It's not the constant roar that is at tiger stadium down in Baton Rouge, but it's still pretty tough to get as an offense, your calls in and ready to go. It's kind of weird, Gene, but it surprised me. You realize South Carolina's won their last three games against Arkansas. That blew my mind. Now two of them were at home. But still, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that is right. Because there was one game when Connor Shaw played, they went out there and scored, what, 40 points on them? Right. And it was just, you know, kind of completely like, huh, well, didn't see that coming. But, you know, they have that history going for them. Uh, it's always good to have an early kickoff, not sit around the hotel and, and wait on it. They get up, eat, and go play. And then one other thing, too, and this is very prevalent considering Georgia comes in next week. We all saw what they did to Oregon. At this point, Gene, through 14 games, Shane Beamer has never had a losing record at South Carolina. I mean, you guys can do the math. They're 1-0. So if they drop this one, they'd be 1-1. And, and next week, not looking too promising. But they win this one, that record stays intact. That's a great stat, David. 
Okay, let's close this edition of Countdown to Kickoff. David Kloniger with David Kloniger's score prediction for Saturday, South Carolina at Arkansas. Well, I don't know how many are going to want to hear it, but uh, 2110 Hawks. Um, it's very difficult for me to say, like, oh, well, South Carolina can outlast them. I think they can, but I can't say that USC is going to score a whole lot of points, just not so much because Arkansas's defense, but because of South Carolina stopping itself. It's very hard to count on an offensive game planner to say they can exploit that weakness right there when you can't do the basic things correctly, which is block. Now, they are going to have a little bit of help. Christian Beale Smith should be back this week, and, and he's a guy that can kind of worm through some of the low-to-the-ground holes, but you got to give him something to run through first, and that goes for Marshawn Lloyd as well. So I can't say sit here and say that, okay, well, uh, for instance, Arkansas's two starting safeties are probably not going to play because they're hurt. Normally, I'd be like, okay, that's that's really good. South Carolina can get some guys down there and hit them with passes. You got to have some time to throw, to throw those balls downfield. So now I just don't see that happening in 21-10 Arkansas. All right. Thanks, David. The other thing I'd like to point out about Christian Beal Smith is he is a veteran from Wake Forest who is good at pass protection. Mm -hmm. And I think that could help. And uh, that might uh, come in handy in blocking a linebacker at Arkansas that has one of the greatest names in college football, Bumper Pool. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of PostandCourier.com's Countdown to Kickoff. And again, catch David Kloniger's excellent South Carolina Gamecocks news letter at PostandCourier.com slash Gamecocks now. And join us next week for another edition of Countdown to Kickoff. And with Gamecocks now today, you can check it out as the NFL season is upon us. See which Gamecocks are on an NFL roster to start. There'll be quite a few more probably over the course of the season. But right now, there's a good chunk of guys that you know uh, that might be playing for some different teams. All right. For David Kloniger, I'm Gene Sapikoff. We will see you next week.